Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 553, air date March 31st, 2020. All right, I think we're all set. All right. There we go. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, what I want to really take time today is to really um, take a step back and really look at, review what's been going on this week. Hi, everyone. <laughs> People are saying hi. Um, many of you know that the hysteria around this coronavirus continues and Fauci, uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, continues uh, to be the darling of the deep state media, particularly organizations like the New York Times that he went running to after I exposed him for his fake science, the fact that he's essentially an arm of the Clinton Global Initiative, the Gates Foundation, and also organizations like the Chan Zuckerberg group, that these groups are essentially uh, the real uh, stalwarts of big pharma in this country. And what's happened, as I shared, if you look at the videos on truthfreedomhealth.com, what we reviewed was big pharmaceutical companies in this country have had a horrible uh, set of events taking place for them, which means that their drugs are actually failing. More and more Americans are waking up to the fact of the side effects of these drugs. And in fact, their entire development process, by and large, is uh, highly uh, 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 risk, uh, for a lot of risk for them, and they're frankly uh, getting sued. So because of that, Big Pharma is moving towards vaccines. And as I talked about, the Big Pharma guys are extremely, extremely good at always creating fear. They have to create the biggest fear and then also give you this opportunity that there's some big utopia that you can go to and based on that fear which is comes from ignorance they manipulate all of us to assume that the only solution for immune health comes from them and that's what they've essentially based this entire model on so on any set of issues that we look at over the past um, decade or last uh, four decades by the way which Fauci's been involved with the uh, government since Reagan all the way down to President Trump today, that he's always been there, almost uh, injected himself um, to be a part, to be essentially the face of Big Pharma. So when we really look at this, uh, we need to open our eyes, and I hope everyone has the opportunity to go to truthfreedomhealth.com where I have all the videos uh, uh, sharing my views on the coronavirus, the politics, etc. But today, I really want to talk about the immune system as your body's operating system. And a couple of principles we want to talk about is resilience, which is one of the most important features of any system that survives and succeeds, is the ability for it to take a hit and then come back stronger uh, than it was. And natural systems, man-made systems which survive, really have this property of resilience. So we're going to go over that. And then we're going to really talk about, uh, in a very brief way, and we can do longer discussions about uh, how the immune system is really your operating system. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you really study um, uh, the history of uh, biology and the history um, of the essential aspects of the immune system, what you'll find is that the immune system is really your operating system. Your body, when your immune system is in homeostasis, which means it's operating on all cylinders, essentially takes care of all the other systems above it. I hope that makes sense. So when your immune system is in good shape, the rest of your body takes care of itself, okay? That is called homeostasis. So one of the properties of systems is that they have a set point where your system likes to operate at. And if you're, be it your physical body, be it a, your computer, be it uh, your car, all of these systems in the universe have a particular a point where they're operating in optimal uh, in an optimal way and that's what your body wants to do in a natural way and that's where you want to get your body to in traditional systems of Indian medicine or Chinese medicine but in Indian medicine that was called your prakriti but to put it simply from an engineering standpoint we would call it your body's natural system state you know, think about the times when you felt great, right? You're eating all the right foods, uh, you're happy, you're in the right environment. Your body just is, you don't even have to think about it, right? Your body's, all of its systems are working properly. That's what I mean by homeostasis. Well, as we've talked about, in order to get your body to homeostasis, you need to fuel it 
with the right ingredients, with the right inputs, and then your body can stay on track. Now, by the way, what I'm sharing with you is no different than an engineering system. So consider uh, you're a pilot and you have to fly from Boston to San Francisco. Well, during that flight, that um, you're, you're, you want to maintain a certain directional path. That's the homeostasis in that case that you want to stay on. Well, there are many types of disturbances that may come. You may get uh, winds. You may get different kinds of um, one of the things I got to do very quickly. Or I'm going to lose juice here. Uh, just give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. Here, I'm going to just connect my juice up here. So when that airplane is flying uh, from point A to point B, what'll occur is there are many things that come in the way of that airplane, which are the disturbances, right? You could have rain, you could have gale, you could have wind. And what happens? The pilot or the autopilot makes minor adjustments, uh, whether it's elevation, whether it's speed. These are inputs that keep that plane on track. By the way, um, most, air, most uh, airplanes during a trip are 99% off track, but they're making minor adjustments to keep that plane on target. And this is no different than what you want to learn to do with your body or what we used to intuitively know. Your body has a homeostasis and you're cognizant of it through your awareness, through your observing yourself, and you're making minor adjustments. Weather changes, you go on a long flight, you have stresses in your family. So as long as you're keeping in check, you make these minor adjustments to keep your body back in homeostasis. And if you do that, your body will take care of itself. So when it comes to the immune system, it's really the operating system of your body. If you take care of that, your body comes in check. So in this time of the coronavirus fear mongering, where everyone's at home, as I keep saying, it's a really important point to start reflecting on how we make sure that this never occurs again. When I say this, that we don't get caught into this fear mongering and we have our own resilience and strength to be confident, to understand that you know our body wants to be healthy. and. Um, there are 380 trillion viruses in our body. There's nearly 60 trillion microbe across the 6 trillion cells that we have. So when we look at it, our body has learned how to survive for many, many millennia, whether you believe in uh, you know, natural design or evolution, whatever it is, the body was designed to survive in these circumstances. By and large, what affects that is either our choices that we make or external circumstances, right? The politicians and the lobbyists and the lawyers we uh, elect who actually destroy our air, water, and food. Well, those things can have definitive effects on genetic damage, etc. right? But by and large, we have a huge opportunity to con uh, control our health by the choices we make, people who you elect into office, policymakers, and what we put inside us, etc. So, as I've shared, the immune system has multiple components, the innate immune system, the interferon system, the microbiome, the gut-brain axis, which connects to your neural system, and the adaptive system. All of these systems attempt to maintain you in homeostasis. So what is the goal of, what is a strong immune system? Is a strong immune system where you quarantine someone, where you give people antibacterial soap, where you hide your kids from playing out in dirt, and you essentially wash and wipe down anything? Is that? what we call a way to build a resilient immune system? Do you build a, str a strong body, but being on the couch, not doing anything, essentially protecting your body, living in a little bubble? Probably not, okay? Unless you're some other kind of super being, but by and large, if you do those things, in the case of the immune, you're actually hurting your immune system because you're never stressing it. And we're gonna talk about that. Same with if you don't stress your body with exercise. So one of those aspects is called stress inoculation. So let me give you a, a couple of slides here just to make this a little bit interesting. So I gave a talk, you know, uh, we have a whole, uh, by the way, let me just come back to video here. Um, you know, I uh, uh, have studied the human body and have created a whole new way of looking at it through an engineering approach, which I can teach anyone. And that's the basis of a whole set of courses I have called Systems Health which developed after my Fulbright work. I used to teach it at MIT and I've made it a course offering and we're trying to figure out how to make it accessible to all of you um, very shortly. But the bottom line is your body is a system and the body has principles. And you don't have to go to medical school to understand those principles. In fact, a lot of MDs have gone through this course where you can really start understanding how your body is a system and the engineering principles. But one of those principles is resilience. 
is the re resilience of your body. So if you go here and we really look at this concept, what is resilience? Well, one way to think about it is use it or lose it. Okay, so again, those people are on Instagram. This, this will be up there on IGTV, but the slide really says use it or lose it. That's a good way to look at resilience. And, and to understand that, we need to understand what stress is. Hans Sele was known as the father of stress. And he discovered, um, he was doing experiments in a lab, and he, he was going to inject uh, a rat with something. And he found out that um, when he took one of the rats out of the cage and he dropped the rat, the rat started running around. And uh, when he was chasing the rat around, that rat got stress, it got peptic ulcers, it got enlarged adrenal glands, and it got shrunken immune systems. In fact, the other rats watching him chase around this other rat also got peptic ulcers because they were also stressed out in large adrenal glands and shrunken immune system. So that's what stress does to your body. You can get ulcers, enlargement of the adrenal glands and shrunken immune systems. And um, these stressors can make you sick. And by the way, the term stress is not a medical term. It's an engineering systems term. All right. So where does that come from? Well, you know, uh, when I studied, you know, my, in my master's in mechanical engineering, I have a degree, my undergraduate is in electrical engineering and computer science, but I also did a degree in mechanical engineering, my master's, and that was really to understand uh, materials. You know, we used to look at composite materials, like the wings of the, you know, what the materials of an aircraft wing are made of, or, you know, cement that's used on the roads, uh, diamond. And when you find, look at these materials, those materials can undergo two types of stresses. One type of stress, by the way, is called the, the, the tensional stress, you know, stress coming from the sides, and the other is shear stress. And here's a way of looking at it. So there's two types of mechanical forces. If you were to take a, a, a class on this, the compressional tensional stress or the shear stress. And this is the notion of engineering stress. And then if you, if you take a course in stress mechanics at a place like at an engineering school like MIT or others, you'll understand a very, very interesting concept that materials, when you want to measure their strength, if you want to start pulling them apart, you know, they'll have a point where you can pull them apart and they bounce back like a rubber, rubber band. You pull them apart and they bounce back. If you pull it apart too much, it'll change its structure, which means it won't be able to come back. And if you pull it beyond that, it fractures. And, and a good way of looking at that is this diagram right here, okay? Very simple, simply put, you can put a strain on it, which is pull it, and this is a stress, and the stress of this uh, object you know, expands, and at a certain point you can fracture it. So you have to be careful how much you stress something. You don't want to stress it too much, but it needs a certain amount of stress. So this would be when you come to the immune system. Imagine if you live in a pristine environment and you never uh, see anyone, you're quarantined, no one ever sees you, you don't touch anyone. That's one kind of position where you're not stressing the system. The other thing is you're living in slums, constantly being stressed all the time, constantly being uh, attacked by many, many, let's say pathogens and viruses and your body never has a chance to recover. That's where you can quote unquote fracture. That's the concept of a stress that goes to the extreme. All right. Now, resilience, there's various definitions. Resilience is defined as the, here's various definitions, as the ability of your body that has been subjected to an external force to recover its shape and size following deformation. That's from McGraw-Hill. A measure of a body's resistance to deformation. The ability to recover quickly from illness, change, or misfortune. And the next one is the ability to adapt in the face of trauma, adversity, tragedy, or even significant ongoing stressors. So what I'm trying to say is that strength is, can you take a hit and can you come back to where you were, or can you come back even stronger? That's a measure of resilience. So if you just, if you start working out physically and you're not a couch potato, initially you may feel some pain the first day, the next day less pain, you get stronger and stronger. That's a concept of resilience. So this concept comes into the immune system also. If we go back here, uh, just to take this little, little uh, to define this, the key features of a resilient system are spare capacity, flexibility, you know, the ability to change, evolve, and adapt. Uh, in the face of a disaster, limited or safe failure, rapid rebound, right? Constant learning with robust feedback loops. And in the, in the field of neuroscience, um, 
people have studied resilience, your ability of your body to take a stress. And this is one of the earliest papers uh, in Nature Neuroscience that came. Um, and in this paper, what you find is the discussion here is humans exhibit a remarkable degree of resilience in the face of extreme stress with most resisting the development of you know uh, different types of disorders. This was looking at the area of neuropsychiatric disorders, but the point is that your body is designed to take a hit and come back stronger and stronger and stronger. It's designed for that provided you support it with the, the right foods and the right environment. So that's the point I want to make. We're not, you know, our body's not some weakling, okay? Um, so if we, if we go back here and we really explore this a little bit further, one of the important things that this research showed, if you look at this, there are four aspects of, of what they call stress inoculation to get the body resilient. So how do you get the body resilient? So there's three things, whether it's immune system or your psychological system. One is, you know, your genetics. That's one part of it. That's not everything. Then we have epigenetics. What the recent research that came out of 2003 with the study of the Human Genome Project is you're not just your genes. Genes can be turned on or off, and that's called epigenetics. And the third thing, and listen very carefully, is stress inoculation. Stress inoculation. What that means is your body needs to be stressed. So this diagram best exhibits that. So in this paper uh, that came out, you have genetics which are your, your body's ability to generate certain types of proteins that are important for managing stress. Stress inoculation, where you're actually training your stuff to early life experiences. For example, were you around dirt or did you get you know, exposed to viruses when you were young and pathogens? This is called resilience therapy. And the third is epigenetics. All these three things, if you see right here on the bottom reads to resilience, stress, active coping and increased you know, fitness, okay? So again, coming back here, your, your genetics, your stress inoculation, which means inoculate, inoculating your body with stress. Those stresses could be exercise. Those stresses could be exposure to viruses, exposure to bacteria, and epigenetics, which is what you do to your body to support your genetic framework. What foods you eat, you know, what exercises you do, what environment you're exposed to. So just think about that for a second that we're talking about this triangle of inoculating yourself with stress, getting enough, you know, you know, you have this certain amount of genetic makeup, but you can make that up in many ways. It's not all or nothing. So in this case, your genetics can be supported with stress inoculation or epigenetics to achieve this thing called stress resilience, okay? And in the area of, the, in, in the area of uh, you know, neurobiological stress, what they've noticed is things like adaptogens, okay? Um, ad so here is, we're really looking at a particular, you know, a neuron here. And what you can see is if you take adaptogens, your body will actually release this neuropeptide Y. And neuropeptide Y supports subsystems in your body that you actually get resilience. So what are adaptogens? Well, adaptogens are those things that come from certain adaptogenic herbs. So for example, ashwagandha, ginseng, there are a whole variety of herbs. And in fact, if you inoculate yourself with stress, that also releases these neuropeptide Ys. So neuropeptide Y is something that supports, this is we're looking at psychological stress. And similarly, there are things for immune uh, stress. So bottom line is there's a chemical and a biological basis that your body wants to be stressed, okay? Uh, and by the way, what you're seeing here, it's a very interesting curve. So I wanna use this word, um, stress inoculation. Okay, we've talked about, you know, inoc the, the, the big pharma guys want to inoculate us with their vaccines, with aluminum and mercury, but the aspect of inoculating yourself with the stress, that stress could be you go lift weights, you run, you know, you, you, you are exposed to sort of wacky people in your office, you learn how to become resilient over them, or you're exposed to pathogens. And that pathogen exposure gets you stronger assuming that you're properly feeding your body and you're not immunocompromised, okay? The key is if you're not weak and immunocompromised over a lifetime of not exposing yourself, hiding yourself, or not giving yourself the right nutrients. But what you see in this very interesting research that they did in the, in the field of neurobiology here is that here is a normal person, okay? This is this dark line. And if you stress inoculate yourself, which is a dotted line, two things can occur. A, 
you get better performance, which means for the same amount of stress, you get higher performance. That's this curve, this dot. Or for higher levels of stress, you get increased performance, okay? So what's amazing about this is what this is saying is that your body wants to be stress inoculated. That your body wants to be stress inoculated. In fact, there's some very interesting data that has been shown that when people have been, for example, during the Spanish flu times, um, the military actually did some very interesting experiments and this, uh, this is out there in the literature and, and I'm gonna do a special talk just on this where they took people who had the flu and exposed them and took, let's say, X number of people had the flu, X no, same number of people who didn't have it and literally took the mucus and all what may sound very disgusting and gave it to the other people. You know what? They didn't get sick. The second thing they did was they took these same people and injected these things into them. They didn't get sick. And the third group, they had people talk among each other and they didn't get sick. I'll go, I'll, I'm gonna share this shortly. What's fascinating is that you have to really wonder this whole thing about, oh, social distancing, don't expose people. Is that in fact correct? Maybe that's true if the person is not resilient, not for people who are strong, who are not immunocompromised, just like what this is showing here, that you actually improve performance when you get exposed, okay? So what Fauci is doing out there and the entire pharma industry, the entire pharma industry is based on fear mongering and ignorance. Through fear and ignorance, fear and ignorance led by Fauci is that the entire economic policy of the United States is being driven. So big pharma in collusion with the big banks is doing one of the biggest frauds in the history of the United States for that matter globally. Because when I talk about the big pharma, I'm talking about the deep state of elites and the Chinese government in my view. Because if you look at the history of this, they had a deep intention to want to not play fair with the US uh, India's economy, one of the biggest democracies, was going at six to seven percent. The U.S.'s democracy, I mean, the U.S.'s economy, not democ economy, was growing at around two percent. Well, what's happened right now is that India is at two percent, and the United States is he heading at negative three um, percent. That's where we're going after. Okay, and what we have to be reminded of in this model is that who does this benefit? The fear mongering and the ignorance. That's what's taking place right now. And it's based on this complete lack of understanding. And, and, and by the way, whatever mainstream media, the New York Times, uh, the, the, frankly, the idiots who write for that, it's become one of the most degenerative newspapers. They don't question Fauci on it. As many of you know, I hit Fauci very, very hard on this matter. But what we have is the lack of understanding of the system. I'm just going to make sure this is working okay. Close. Okay, there we go. Um, there's a fundamental lack of understanding of how the body actually works. The body's immune system wants to be inoculated, the operating system. That's what I wanted to share with you here. So it's very similar in the, uh, in, when it comes to materials, when people used to make swords. You know, when people made these very amazing Japanese swords, they would heat it in high temperature, stress it, and then they would cool it. Stress it and cool it. Stress it and cool it. Your body wants to be stressed, that's my point, okay? It doesn't want to be always protected. Stress and cool, this is also true in materials, even physical materials. By the way, if you do yoga, you will notice in typical yoga, you will do, for example, trikonasana, which is the triangle pose, or you will do standing poses, and then you'll do shavasana, which is the lying poses. And most of the yoga systems, you'll be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What does this mean? You're stressing your body, it's being the warrior monk. You stress and you meditate, stress and you meditate. So this is a very, very important feature that Fauci, frankly, is either too stupid or has never thought about or does know and wants to mislead people. But remember, he's pharma Fauci. But the fundamentals of the immune system are, the fundamentals of our body system are you stress it, you relax it, stress it, you relax it. Doesn't mean you want to live in slums all day around people who are horribly sick all the time because you get stressed out. Doesn't mean you're supposed to live in a pristine environment. There's a, uh, a balance and that homeostasis, that balance varies from individual to individual. That's why it's very important to find out what's right for you. So one of the things that 
I believe as a part of health is one size does not fit all. We need to go to personalization. One size does not fit all. And if you think about what the pharma industry wants to do, what Fauci wants to do, pharma Fauci, is put everyone on the same vaccine schedule. That's what CDC wants to do. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your resilience. They want to put you all, uh, all your kids on the 30 mandated vaccines. They want to give everyone this new COVID vaccine, which is supposed to heal us, which is not going to heal us fundamentally. It's not going to support the immune system long term. What we need to do to support the immune system is figure out what works for you. Now, there's some fundamentals that I've talked about. Well, two things. Well, we need the sun, the UVB radiation. Up, this, Think about vitamin D as literally as a weapon, a gun. And when vitamin C, when vitamin D, I'm sorry, goes into your body, vitamin D, to correct myself, your body produces, as I've shared in the videos that you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, these catholicidins. These catholicidins are literally bullets. And those bullets can pierce and lice the walls of bacteria, the walls of viruses, the walls of fungi, etc. So vitamin D is like your gun, and the bullets that vitamin D creates through a series of chemical processes, you can look at the vitamin D video, allows you to take out, it's an antimicrobial, okay, this system. Okay, so that's important. We've talked about vitamin A, how vitamin A supports the building of the walls, okay, the cytokeratin. Vitamin A is important. Vitamin C supports the modulation of the immune system. And this is what I put in my recommendation to President Trump, how we can get the, uh, the economy back by partitioning people, but really talking about this principle of one size does not fit all. Fauci and the pharma industry believe one size does fit all. And this is where the world is moving to, is supposed to move to the future of medicine, which has always been here, which is here, is personalized medicine. And what that means is the right medicine for the right person at the right time. The right medicine for the right person at the right time. I repeat, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So we want stuff that's safe and effective. In order to do that, we need to take a systems approach. Many of you know that if you go to Your Body, Your System, which is a tool that I created out of a lot of hard work, around 30 years of research after I did my Fulbright, I literally married engineering systems theory. Unfortunately, the medical doctors are all victims of a horrible big pharma medical education system. You know, I can blame them. It's very easy. In fact, I get very annoyed with them, especially the egomaniacs. But fundamentally, these people are victims. The MD is a victim of big pharma. So they don't study the body as a system. So now I've studied the body as an engineering system. I've looked at traditional systems. I married them together to literally look, enable you. And I, you, you don't have to go to medical school for this. It's not really medicine. It's really understanding the body as an engineering system. Um, so if you go to your body or system, and by the way, um, anyone who supports our campaign, I'm running for U.S. Senate, and you give 25 or more, I give you a book called Systems and Revolution ebook. Plus, I give you access to that tool, Your Body, Your System, and I'll show you about that. But fundamentally, what Your Body, Your System lets you do is educate you. This is really about education. And you can take a series of questions and it'll figure out in this triangulation, transport, conversion, and storage, the red dot. Now, what is that red dot, okay? Remember I said the airplane has a direction, it has a goal, Boston to San Francisco? Well, Your Body also has a homeostasis. It too has a direction that it likes to go to. It too has a target. That target is your body's natural system state. This approach, using engineering systems theory, integrated with traditional systems of medicine, helps you through these series of questions, find in this, in this little dimensional grid, transport is a transport of energy, conversion is a conversion of energy, and storage is a storage of energy. Through these questions, you can figure out your, your state, and that red dot is your body where it wants to be. The black dot, if you answer a different set of questions, will give you where you are, directionally where you're off. So what it's saying is, your body wants to be here, you've been eating crap or you didn't sleep properly or whatever's happening, your body at that moment in time is off, okay? Just like the airplane is off. And the goal is to bring your body back to itself. Be happy, be you. That's the slogan that we came up with to make it simple. Part of my goal is to make very complex concepts easy and what you see is these set of questions help you find out your black dot and in a, through another set of programs we actually can show you how particular foods and particular inputs exercises bring you back here now you should 
understand that this is a educational tool. You should obviously consult with your medical professional, your healthcare practitioner, but the goal is to teach you that your body is a system. It wants to be at a particular location. So for example, if you are immunocompromised, if you are stressed out, as you age, your body veers from where it wants to be. And the idea is to support it, to bring it back. So that's the goal here. You give your body the right inputs and your body will support itself. And that's what this diagram really is about. If you look here, what you're seeing here is, if your body's off course, you wanna be here, this is you, the red dot, you wanna bring that black dot here and there are many, many infinite ways you can do that. This is not a, you know, it's not something saying that you only have to eat this diet. There are many ways, and this is sort of the art and, uh, of, of life. But food is medicine, exercise supports that. So the goal here is in this entire discourse, two of the inputs that I've recommended to bring your body back, two simple inputs, well, starting with one, vitamin D, which is the sun. What are they saying? Their input is quarantine us. Their input is to scare us. Well, vitamin D, so you're gonna take people in the Northeast, or, or particularly in the wintertime in, in the United States, and tell them they shouldn't get enough sun, quarantine them, scare them, to keep away from other people, right? But more importantly, we're not giving people the real power of vitamin D. Vitamin D literally is like a soap that literally goes and dissolves, literally dissolves the membrane of these bacteria, okay? No one is talking about that. No one is even recommending that right now, okay? That's, that's step one. The other thing is vitamin A, which is another input to bring you back to homeostasis, which is you can get it from food. If you can't get it, um, which is the, the deep, rich vegetables, the fruits, um, which are the deep, rich colored ones, your thyroid, if it's working fine, will convert those into vitamin A. And the vitamin A is an amazing hormone, just like D, which supports many immune functions, which supports you. And those immune, one of those functions is to build these cytokeratin walls uh, to support your cell structure, okay? And the third is vitamin C. But let's look at D and A and vitamin C and to support your thyroid. You know, uh, again, we're looking at iodine and iodide, which is, again, all in the the letter that I wrote to President Trump. But what I'm trying to say is these are very simple things. And by the way, you don't have to believe me. There's been so much research done on this over you know, hundred, nearly a hundred years of you know, clinical research on the power of A, D, and C, and obviously iodine and iodide. So those things, again, to put it all in context, are to bring your body back to homeostasis. And in closing, what I wanna talk about is, do we wanna take a whole systems approach to understanding the body or do we want to take a reductionist approach reductionist is the example i gave you look you know the the king invites the the six blind men to touch the elephant they're blind and each one is touching different parts of the elephant the guy who touches a tusk thinks it's a spear the guy who touches a tail thinks it's a brush and so on that's a blinded view of reality that's what i call reductionism we're looking at the parts a systems approach is you look at a whole so if you look at their solution even in the area of quote unquote vaccination, right? What is their solution to give you this needle with a attenuated virus with other substances in this? And we should talk about this. What they are proposing is that the only way to help your immune system, the only way to support your immune system, A, is wait for this vaccine, wait for this uh, vaccine. And what is a vaccine? A vaccine is they're taking, they're trying to mimic nature. Remember, in the old days, if I had measles or chicken box, friends would come over and we would all get it together. You boosted your immune system. They actually got the virus in the full-blown aspect. Now, when you're young, your immune systems are developing, you're strong, etc. right? So you, you're not immunocompromised. Their vaccine model is we're going to create a deadened version of that virus. We're going to mimic nature and we're going to inject it into you. Well, that wasn't working. What was called the attenuated virus. Well, it wasn't working because you're trying to mimic mother nature. So then they added aluminum and mercury and other types of adjuvants. And the realities as the indications in the lawsuit show that was actually causing greater harm. So, but the point here is the reductionist approach of big pharma is just to give you a vaccine. Well, what I want to share with you, this looks like a disgusting diagram, but for thousands of years before big pharma exists, it's not like 
people in other countries, in, in the old countries, didn't know this. They knew that if you had a strong immune system, and let's say we were a community and we were, you know, we had to work, we were a farming community, right? That exposing people to that got everyone, you, you exposed it sooner than later. For example, when I was growing up in India, if a horse or a cow got something, you know, they would put a bag over that horse's head, the horse would sneeze and they would give that bag to all the other horses or cows, for example, because some viruses transfer also to animals. Now, why do they do that? Well, if you have a whole community, you can't shut down the whole community. You don't shut down the whole community. What you do is you share that full virus with everyone. And it, remember, the, remember, the animals were strong then, so they could take, take it and rejuvenate themselves with the right set of antibodies and the right microbiome changes. You see what I'm saying? The difference here is at that point, and the assumption here is that you're, you don't have a bunch of immunocompromised beings or creatures, that they can take the stress inoculation and get stronger. And that's what this diagram is in places like China and India. They would take the entire pus. Let's say someone had a disease and they would shoot it right up the nose. This is essentially you're sending, uh, let me show you here, you're sending the entire um, organisms in full right into the person's innate immune systems. It's quite disgusting looking, but point is people knew about this. And here, we also want to understand in places like Africa and parts of India, people would make a slight abrasion, again, to innervate the innate uh, immune system, and they would give that person the also the virus, okay? So people knew this understanding. This was called variolation, as you can see, okay? Uh, it's inoculation, smallpox, variolation. In fact, an African slave is the one who brought this to the United States, and this was what was used by George Washington to quote unquote inoculate, it's not vaccinate his troops, it was full exposure. This is really important to understand. And because of that full exposure by the African slave who brought its teaching, uh, the army of Washington, many, many lives were slaved. So what am I trying to say here? Uh, um, that the model here in closing is that our bodies are meant to be stressed. What we have is a preponderance of people in the United States who are immunocompromised. That's what's really going on, okay? I need to perhaps get a little bit um, impassioned about this, but the real issue is that Pharma Fauci, the CDC and Big Pharma, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative and Zuckerberg and all of these guys who are part of the deep state have created an environment and they don't care about this, unhealthy people, they want sickness. They do not want healthy people. So they've created a whole set of people who are immunocompromised. We have massively high obesity rates. We have the highest you know, infant mortality rates in the Western world in the United States. We have the lowest longevity rates. On and on and on. We have 1.9 million people per year who get hospitalized from prescription drugs. We get nearly close to 200,000 people who die from prescription drugs. We have nearly 440,000 people who die from medical errors because they went into a hospital. Combine those two numbers together, that's, that's a number one cause of death, even before cancer, even before heart disease. That's what we have in the United States. And that discussion, that discourse is not taking place. And I'm here to bring that up because if we truly want health, immune health, and we want to protect the operating system of our body, which is the immune system, we have to give it the right inputs and we have to make sure these lawyer lobbies and people who run this world do not destroy our environment. Because what is going on right now, mark my words, will go down in history as one of the biggest fear-mongering, hysteric events that's ever taken place. And Big Pharma, Pharma Fauci, the CDC, and the WHO, as will be shown sh shortly, is they, they colluded to create this hysteria. For A, the purpose of Big Pharma's intentions to one-size-fits-all medicine, medicine mandates. And we also have to remember, throughout the world, there have been massive protests. France, go look at it. Hong Kong, Venezuela, all over the world. This crisis is a way that's crushed those movements. And the other piece is, it's an amazing way for the big bankers and the big elitists now to do the biggest transfer of wealth. $6 trillion is getting printed, and most of those is gonna to go to the guys on Wall Street who prop up the stock market. It's not gonna to come to you or me, very little, 
You know, if any little comes, it's going to be cosmetic to make us feel good. And China is going to take a lot of that and at one point depress the economy more and use those dollars and reserve they have to buy us. But the bottom line is the immune system, is the operating system of our body. And it's, it's about time we took health into our own hands. It's about time that you put in people like you, like me, people who actually care, who work with our hands, who use our mind, who care that they didn't come from you know, the clan of the Kennedys or the clan of the Clintons or the clan of people with wealth, with inheritance, that they are the only select few who can participate in governance. It's time that you had one of you. And that's also why, you know, in addition to being a scientist and inventor that I'm running for United States Senate. And by the way, we need to get, you know, 10,000 certified signatures. You can go see the video that I did uh, below on how you can help for that. You can go to the website. Let me just uh, make sure everyone, I think most of you have been there. If you go to Shiva for Senate, um, you can, uh, shivaforsenate.com. You can go and if you donate 25 or more, I actually educate you and continue to educate you. In the interest of time, I think we have about, uh, my battery on Instagram is five minutes. Jen, if you can text me any other, uh, any other questions, I'll take a couple of questions. But the bottom line is that we need to take care of our operating system. And it's about time that we started addressing that. We started addressing what the, what the, what the entire basis here is of health is our immune system. It's not just about getting involved in this. You know, I, I know that the president is trying to get chloroquinone and antibiotics. That at least is a better solution than what Fauci is trying to do. But the real solution is taking care of our body. I read the flu vaccine makes this virus more dangerous. I'm curious of the percentage of people with complications. Look, go read the actual papers on the flu vaccine. I've never taken it, but the actual percentage shows it's very, very ineffective. And remember, when you take these vaccines, they have lots of adjuvants in it, and they create an inflammatory response, which is not the kind of inflammatory response your body's used to. If we really want to help ourselves, let's start with the 80-20 rule, you know? Go back to the important things. Vitamin D, sun, vitamin A, the foods. If you can't get it, get the supplements, D3 and vitamin A, palmitate. And look at vitamin C, you know, the citrus fruits. If you can't get it, you know, take a supplement. And the iodine. You also may want to start checking if your gut is working properly. But the tool that I created will actually help you understand how the body is a system. Any other questions? Let me see what we got on Instagram, people over here. Uh, do you think there's a link between, oh, uh, sorry, I missed that. We need to open people's eyes. That's definitely true, Angela. Uh, all of them are, a doctor, uh, thank you for your fearless energy. All of them are gross. Doctor gave me the list of things to do. Thank you for all you do. You're most welcome. Let me see what's coming in on, over here on YouTube. Um, Shiva, uh, for Senate, donate a little to get the number of supporters up. You don't have to be there from a state. Yes, by the way, you don't have to be from my state to donate. Anyone can donate. And I think the other important point is, if you guys know people in Massachusetts, call them up. We've set up a page. There's a video there. If you go to volunteers, help them get signatures for us. We need 10,000 signatures. Our people are going out and the police are being sent out to stop us from getting signatures. And this is what the GOP establishment and the Democratic establishment want to do they don't want me to get on the ballot okay they're so afraid you know um michelle is just coming in michelle's been out there for eight hours collecting signatures and she has a full time she took uh, time off from work to go do this so we need people helping us get signatures on the ground if you're listening we need people donating uh, to us and if you donate either your time or if you give some money i actually want to educate you so again um this is about our health and it's at a point in human history that what you see right now, the president is surrounded by people from the CDC, the FDA, Pharma Fauci, who's a little emperor. And it's time that we destroy Big Pharma. Big Pharma needs to be destroyed. I hate to say, use those very harsh terms, but they do not serve us. What they do serve is themselves and them and the bankers are now working together against the people throughout the world. Yep, I'm a red-blooded Texan. We'll fight for right. That's from Periscope. What we got here? Uh, should you get vitamin minerals levels tested before taking them? Look, that's a great question. Um, 
if you have access to your healthcare pr practitioner, go get your test done. But the dosages that are in there, again, you should go research it. For example, the pediatric dose, this is during acute circumstances, 400,000 IUs of vitamin uh, A and 50,000 of D have been given as pediatric doses, okay? Particularly the vitamin A, you can go look at it. You don't do it forever, but a short time, and these really boost those catholicidins in your body. A lot of literature on this. This is not fake science. This is actually real science. What Fauci is doing is fake science. Satanists are trying to use order, uh, order of our country uh, to end us as a country. Big Pharma is witchcraft. That's pretty much a beautiful statement. Who said that? Weed warrior. Big Pharma is fundamentally the modern boogeyman. Okay? And the way they work is they want to scare the bejesus out of us. And what better thing than this virus, by the way, which is every day supposed to affect a lot of people and we don't see the numbers but more importantly how are those numbers being tracked i will be doing a video shortly uh probably tomorrow called cooking the books i'm getting some amazing inside information how the who the cdc and hospital administrators are actually cooking the books no one really knows what the numerator is no one really knows what the denominator is so they're actually cooking the books here um, Chad Cass, Katrina Simmons, look at the video he put up before this for signature info. Thank you, Alan. Um, great. Um, anything else, Jen? Anyway, in closing again, um, oops, here's another question we got. Keep people medicated. It's not about healing, it's about sick people. Exactly. Pharma Fauci, P H A R M A. F-A-U-C-I, Pharma Fauci. By the way, we attacked Fauci so hard, he ran scampering to the New York Times to try to say, uh, the only thing they could attempt to say was an ad hominem that I didn't invent email, and we'll talk about who invented email. It wasn't done by the military industrial complex, but these two women who wrote it were quote unquote minorities who the New York Times used to do a hit piece. But the bottom line is that Pharma Fauci is running scared. He's never had a guy like me fighting for you, exposing him. None of the academics in academia will say anything against Pharma Fauci. Why? Because they all owe their career to him. They all owe their career to him. They're all part of the pharmaceutical empire. And what we need to do as a people globally, here nationally, in your local towns, we, the people, need to start taking care of our immune health. That's what we need to do. And I'm telling you, people talk about disarming people. You know, there are a lot of people concerned about the Second Amendment, like I am. Well, you disarm the human biology by not even talking about vitamin D and keeping people out of the sun, okay? I'm telling you that vitamin D is literally like a gun. And through a series of reactions in your body, vitamin D is transformed into catholicidins, which are like bullets. And those bullets start poking holes in bacteria viruses. So you can go read it yourself, but you're talking to someone who has a PhD in biological engineering, studies this every day. I'm a systems guy. That's not what Bill Gates is. That's not what Mark Zuckerberg is. That's not what Hillary Clinton is. And that's surely not what Pharma Fauci is. So because the mainstream media is supporting Pharma Fauci, is supporting the entire medical pharmaceutical industrial complex, it's time that we started sharing the knowledge. It's about time we started realizing that the body is a system. And there are important foundations of that system that your body needs. And it's so reprehensible, so disgusting for our frontline medical workers, if they truly cared about them, the nurses, the doctors, the EMTs, that they're not even talking about vitamin D and vitamin A. It's horribly criminal. And that's what they're doing because they, do, they want people to die. They want to boost up those numbers because they want to scare the shit out of everyone here, excuse my language, to manipulate all of us to pay homage to Big Pharma. We need to destroy Big Pharma because they are directly connected to big banks. And what you see here is Big Pharma is putting out the fear. The big bankers are coming on the behind and crashing the economy. They're doing the biggest wealth transfer. It's not two trillion. It's actually six trillion that the Fed is going to, through quantitative easing, give right to their banking buddies. Some of it will trickle down to us, but most of it's going to go prop up a market which itself was failing. 
And that's what Obama did. He created, he supported his big bankers. We never allowed the big guys to fail. And so therefore, we are taking the brunt of it right now. Could be the more systems are allowed to work properly, the more synchronous we are. That's true. Uh, we need to get our health back and to get our life back. Jyoti, you nailed it, okay? My dear mother, who is an amazing woman, you know, she said, you know, you can make all this money, but health is wealth. It's true. I mean, many people have said it. If we don't have health, what does it matter all the money we have in the stock market or how much gold we have? Health is the key to wealth. Health is what happiness is. They don't want our happiness. They want our bondage to them. And what's occurring right now in this country, I, in my view, I feel a coup is going on. We're witnessing a war right now. We're witnessing a war between those people who are ignorant and into that fear and want to follow the darkness and those people who are awakening up and want to be in the light. And by the way, vitamin D is liquid light, okay? Who want to be the light and who want to get awakened to the concept of who the real enemy is. It's big pharma and go look at the board of the Gates Foundation. Go look at the board of the Chan Zuckerberg or their Biohub Foundation. Go look at the boards of the Clinton Global Initiative and you'll see the incestuous pile of garbage that is running the world right now who's directly connected to deep state. And many of them have deep connections and love for the Chinese Communist Party and those people because they're part of the deep state. And, and the, ultimately what you will see is that the US economy will take a hit, one of the biggest democracies, and the Indian economy will be taking a hit. And you know who'll come out strong out of this, stronger, quote unquote, will be the Chinese economy. So connect the dots. And it's time we wake up and we become strong. We as people who care for our families and our health and our future, realize that it is the immune system which is our operating system. Let's support it. Let's let the body get strong. And when we're strong, we can fight for freedom. And with freedom, we get truth. And with truth, we get health. With health, we get free. We can fight for freedom and so on. Truth, freedom, and health, everyone. God bless you. And I wish all of you um, much love and light. And let's get out there and fight because this is a war, whether you know it or not. And it's a war about truth versus lies. It's about light versus darkness. Thank you, everyone. Be well. I'm gonna shut off Instagram here. Thank you. Be well, everyone. And I'll say goodbye to everyone here on YouTube. I'm going to stop here. Goodbye, Facebook. Goodbye, people on Periscope.